0: Hello, good good morning, everyone. Thank you for just giving me a moment to finish setting up over here. I thank all of you for joining. One moment. All right, Right. all the people joining us here that we're having this morning Literally, the Lord had created this certain vision on my heart right before this message, and I was literally running around trying to execute and make sure that. Welcome to the Alpha Court So with that being said, we're searching for that real love. So before we speak the message, we're going to open up in prayer. Father God, I just want to thank you for allowing us to be here today. I thank you, Lord, for allowing us to hear your words, for being able to sense your presence. Lord, I thank you for walking with us, talking with us, helping us to know you more intimately, helping us to know our purpose, which is hidden in you. Lord, I pray that you would use these words today to encourage, enlighten, inspire, and educate your people including myself, so that we may walk in a unique love, the love that your son came to die for, your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the unique one. Help us to know his love so that we may communicate it to the world and be able to experience it here on earth, so that others may experience your love, Father God. Help us to know your power and your healing, transformative power by your word. Which was ordained from the foundations of the world before it began. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Guys, I thank all of you for joining. Yes, yes. yes what I was originally trying to do was have like a whole screen of thing going on right here, but honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm not going to focus too much on that right now. The next message will be a little bit more. Uh, So with that being said, our free scripture for today is going to be 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I pray that you all are having a blessed morning so far. Okay. So the title of this message, like I mentioned before, is searching for that real love. And one of the myths that we're going to debunk on this first call on this uh, series that we're doing, which is the real love series, uh, this first message is going to debunk the myth that should have made a full. I know a lot of you have heard that message matters, but they were going to talk about that message They were
1: are going
0: to share what we're love is
1: to what it have
0: so with that being said, we're coming out of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and I want to start at verse 1, I'm going to end at verse 10, and it is written, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become and, glad in a and though i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though i have all faith so that i could remove mountains but i had not love i am nothing hmm. wow i am nothing and though i bestow all my goods to feed the poor And though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. Love does not seek its own. Love is not provoked. Love thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, love believes all things, love hopes all things, love endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail; whether there are tongues, they will cease; whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then which then that which is in part will be done away. So God, once again I want to thank you for being here today. And we just learned from the New King James Version, First Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 10. So I want to give you guys a warning. <laughs> As I mentioned, I'm going to be doing this series, which is searching for that real love. And I'm I'm going to come in a different way. We're going to come in a different way. And it's going to be a little bit more like like really straightforward, but it's going to come in love. It's going to come in love. And the reason why is because I really I really desire for a lot of us to know who Christ really is and how much we really need him. I really desire, and this is really not my desire only, this is really the Lord's desire for all of us to really know him more intimately and to be able to know who we are in him. So the myth that we're going to debunk today is this: two halves make a whole. So let me let me attack that right now. So please, like I mentioned, this message is going to come straight at you. So if something clicks, it's not me coming at you. It's the it's the Lord, and it's it's, it's probably ministering to you um, individually. So this is not aimed at any particular person. This is just coming straight. So if something clicks, it's not because I aimed it at you. I'm not talking about anybody. If anybody, I'm going to be talking about myself. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's how we're going to do today. So, so like I mentioned, there's a myth that two halves make a whole. You know the myth where people say, oh, I'm looking for my other half. I'm looking for my um, the person to make me whole. I'm looking for that real love. You know the song by Mary J. Blige. I'm not gonna try to sing it, but you know the lyrics, I'm searching for that real love. Someone to make my heart sing real love. You know the lyrics to that song. A lot of us spiritually, we're looking for people to love us the way God designed for us to be loved. And because we're looking for people to love us the way God designed us. we are allowing people to dictate to us who we are and this is what our growth this is what keeps us from being able to know who God really is one of these problems one of the problems and the reasons that we have this myth ongoing about two habits making it whole is this social media you know you go on social media and we see these relationships and we see this hashtag uh, relationship goals and then you see people at their best. They, they're showing you what it looks like in their best. How many couples are you? do you know that show you them arguing? How many couples do you know show you when they're thinking about signing divorce papers? How many couples show you when the woman finds out that the guy's cheating and she and, and, and that's exposed? How many couples you know broadcast that part, right? Yep, I told you I'm coming straight today. A lot of us, we're looking online and we see the beauty of other people's relationships and other people's life, but we are not aware that we're allowing social media to minister to us more than the spirit of God. I'll repeat that again. A lot of us are allowing social media to minister to us more than the spirit of God. And the reason why some of us still remain broken and we're still trying to heal from old wounds is because we keep feeding ourselves with the messages that we see online rather than the messages in the word of God. (laughs) Okay. Mm, Jesus. We are allowing what we see to dictate who we are. Yep. Remember, you are a child of God your identity who you really are is hidden in the creator it's hidden in the creator the one who spoke the stars into formation the one who created the earth the the one who spoke the sun into formation everything that the Lord spoke is still in formation now it's the same thing with you as a child of God your wholeness is in him your wholeness is in him You are not a whole person without God. So the reason why many of us keep looking for affirmation, we keep looking for people, we keep looking for a partner, is because we are not a whole person. Remember, two halves do not make a whole. You are not supposed to be a half person. You know the myth, I said it, yep, I said it. You are not a half person. Okay, I can remember for so long in my life when I was flirting with my old nature, flirting with my old identity. I would constantly look for relationships to validate my value as a person. I would base my value on what others said about me and how my mate felt about me. Whatever my job was, I would base my value on that. Whatever my vehicle was, I would base my value on that. Whatever was externally gratifying to me will become part of how I value how I validated my work. And because my value was always validated by external things, when those external things were were removed or taken away, you know what went with it? My value. My value went with it. And this is the reason why we are not supposed to be pursuing people to make us one. You are supposed to be pursuing God to make you a whole person. You are not supposed to validate your worth by your brand online, by the type of vehicle that you have, by the type of house, apartment, relationship, kids. The longer that we allow external things to validate who we are, the more we will not be able to exhibit the real love that is placed in us and that we are a part of. Let me repeat that again: The longer that we allow external things to validate who we are, the longer we will remain unable to express love in the way that we were designed and function to express it. Okay, how many of us? Now, I'm coming for the guys right now. I'm coming for the guys. Yep, I'm coming straight at you, right? So this is for the fellas, right? So I know you follow all these girls online, and you, you see these women posting pictures, and you look at these pictures, and, you, and you're and, you, and you're, you're pulled in. What are you thinking in your mind? What are you thinking in your mind? What type of imaginations are coming to your mind? Is it things that say I want to take care of this woman? I want to um, I want to pursue God passionately with this woman. I want to learn what her deepest desires are. I want to learn what her purpose is. Are we thinking that, or are we thinking about getting her? She? Let's be real. What are you thinking about? I, I I yeah. I said it. You're looking at. Um. Okay okay, ladies, I'm coming for you too, right? So I know, I know, you're deep, you got your education, you went to Harvard, got your certifications and all that, got your BMW. But the man that really is trying to love you, you keep pushing him away because he doesn't have that mm. And whatever that mm is, you know what that oomph mm is. It's something that you feel like he's lacking and he's missing it, but he takes care of your heart he cares about how you feel he listens to you he pays attention to you but he doesn't have that "Mm." and because of that you you, you know I know I'm being comical right now but I'm coming straight it's that "Mm." it's something missing it's a small thing and that thing even though you know this guy brings more to the table than any other guy that you've dated or been with because he he doesn't have that "Mm." (laughs) you you see him as less you keep him in a, the friends category because there's something about him that is just kind of like, you feel like he's, it's too good to be true. Why does he love me? Okay, I'm used to guys not answering the phone when I call or them playing games, but he's not playing games. I don't know, this is too good to be true. So what do we do? We You, you, you push him away, ladies. You push him away because you feel as though there's something, there's an agenda behind it. Maybe this could just be an answer to a prayer. Yeah, this could just be an answer to a prayer, but because you have not allowed yourself to remain in the presence of God long enough to be able to hear his voice, you are allowing your feelings, be your senses, and that oomph detector <laughs> to minister to you more than the word of God. And we're wondering why we keep getting into relationships and pursuing people that keeps us in a season of recovery. You know what a season of recovery is? I'm going to keep saying this over and over. As a, a season of recovery, I want you to envision this. Think about how when you first go to the hospital, you're in the IC unit. You know, you can't hurt, let's say you, know, you puncture your arm, really deep. you're in the IC, um, IC unit, and put it care. And then eventually, nothing, uh, dress, are going and get everything properly, uh, a they used to be upstairs to my reading where you know you're upstairs to for helping You are allowing your wounds to heal. Some of us are still in an IT unit. We're still in an in, intensive care unit because we keep allowing the, our, our feelings, our desires to minister to us more than the word of God. We allow our, our feelings to in our uh, our desire to minister to us more than the Word of God. Someone we say this to the kids. Some of us have bad care. and you're wondering so you why so you can't fall. The reason you can't fall is because you keep allowing your feelings and desires to minister to you more than the Word of God. Some of us, we on a recovery floor, we out on the fourth floor, floor and, 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 and we getting band aids, and you know the nurse coming over to you know. Flip the sheets and all that. Some of us, spiritually speaking, we still need people to flip the sheets. We we always need someone to flip that contract. And we keep ourselves in the of recovery because we need people to love us. I need love. I don't want to give love. I need love. And we're so selfish and so sinners that we can't even see what God is trying to say. Yep. The Lord John, for God is in the world that he gave his only life. What are you willing to give? And when I'm, talk- I'm talking about relationships right now, I'm talking about you knowing you are in God. Are you willing to give up what you think is beautiful, what you think is sexy, what you think is your desire to find out what God desires for you? Do you need... Those guys who validate how beautiful you are, do you need those ladies who validate how attractive, how fly, how smooth you are? Why do you need that in order to keep pushing forward? Do you need the validation of people to keep you comfortable? Yep, that would be for a very long time. Yep, if now you're seeing the screen and you're here right now, yep, that would be for a very long time. I, I needed so much. I needed so I like,
1: yes.
0: and you know what I, I understand, I says, yes. but you know what? the yes. yes. You know, in the Bible, it's talking about how, you know, some of us still, we still drink and milk, so some of us, we still got baby bottles, and I'm all, yes. um, Now i got you know, right? Okay. So more this is my question how effectively are you able to suffer so that love from god may be expressed through you let me ask that again be clarify that. how effectively are you able to suffer so that the love of god may be able to be expressed through you Remember how I was mentioned that love requires love requires it requires um, it's a gift. It's something that's expressed through you. You are not love, you are, you are inside of love, you are inside of God, and God is love. So when you express love, you are simply a of human, a vessel for God's nature to be expressed through the world. So God is the world. Yeah. They So that we may have everlasting life not care So, how effectively are you able to suffer so that God loves fresh fruit. That's something you can ask yourself. You like this question. Love kind. How kind are you to people? Real love can absolutely. Okay. Hold on. How kind are you to people who are in need? Yep, I said it. How kind are you to people who are in need? When I say that for benefit, I'm talking about people who say they may not be able to help you out financially. They may not be able to put you on a job. We think that, right? I'm like, that's the whole difference. How effectively are you in being kind to people who are no better than you? Do you love based on measurement? Like, you love? Do you love people based on how much they love you? Are you kind to people based on how kind they are to you? Feel? Okay. Another question. Love does not envy. When you see people around you winning, how do you feel? Is it easy for you to love someone who you see is in a better position financially? Who you see is in a better position relationally? Are you able to love that person without expectation? All right? So love does not envy. Okay, next. Love is not pervading yourself. You, you brag about pervading yourself. Are you constantly I talking about things to other people, but very forgetful when it comes to the things you have done for you? Do you constantly pervading accomplishment of marriage or after it or remaining a virgin <laughs> so that people can see you as a person who is loving. Question, right? Well next question. It says love is not pumped up. Do you see yourself as loving more than others? Do you compare how you love to other people? You know that Love is unseen. This is the crazy thing about love. The crazy thing about love is that you can't see it, but you feel it. Isn't it funny how people don't believe in God, but they believe in love? How is it that you believe in love, but you don't believe in God? They both are unseen. (laughs) I could drop the mic right there. How is it that you believe in love? You believe in love, but you don't believe in God. How dare you be an atheist spiritually? Okay, all right, all right. Okay, let me see. Be a good boy. Be a good boy, Haki. All right? Okay, continuing on. <laughs> love does not behave loosely. When you don't feel like someone is treating you right, are you able to still love them effectively? Are you able to love someone who is intentionally rejecting you? Are you rude to people because they're rude to you? Or do you choose to hold a standard of loving kindness according to what God has instructed? Don't you know that when you decide to be loving, regardless of what you see around you, how you treat don't you really real feel a of freedom? There's a of freedom in that that I can't even express. You just that I am a loving person, I love people, and I don't care about if they love me. You and I, I don't if you, you, you like you. Know, I'm about, oh, you know what? I'm going to love you based on how much you love me. How effectively are you able to love people without expectation? When you just decide, I love her, I love them, I, I love these people, and I don't expect anything from them. I love them for the Oh, uh, we got that one. Okay, see you in the one. See, see. Love does not speak in the Okay, so look at how, in the Bible, I believe it's like Timothy it, like it says that in the last page, men will be loving with themselves. It says that men will be loving of themselves. Yep, I said it. we see so many hashtags, social media. We're talking about self-love. Um, I do my affirmations. I put myself up. Okay. I'm going to touch that really briefly. Okay. One of the things that the Lord has revealed to me is that the promotion of self-love actually hinders you from being able to accept. God's love freely. I will repeat that again. You know, this whole unit, and they're talking about self love, and they're going to the affirmation, talking about I like that. And we're doing that only to fill ourselves up, but not real to be love. able to release it by the I power of God to others. We're always in love fill filling ourselves up. I used to love. be a heavy promoter of affirmation, so I want the truth is who you really are is hidden in God, and if you don't know who God is, it's going to be really hard for you to authentically love and cherish people, so love does not speak its home. so the question is, how much are you willing to give up of yourself so that others may be able to experience God's love, that's the question i here, going on, it says love is not provoked. Oh listen. I could go and Look at that person right here. Are you a person that is easily real angered real when someone doesn't love you when you think you should love? Or you're not fixing their love. Are you a person that's easily provoked or discouraged Because someone does something to you. Me. Because according to the scripture, it says love. Because love is not provoked. So when you authentically love someone, you should not be easily provoked to anger. Unless it's something that's attacking that person. That's a different story. I don't want to... I'll go into that because, like I mentioned, this is a series. And I believe that the Lord... I don't know what He wants What He's going to have me do from here on. But I may have to go through each and every one of these things that they're touching. But anyway continually on It says love is not, love thinks no evil. So evil and envy have a very close relationship. Are you a person who thinks evil thoughts towards others? You see this woman and her man, they have a great relationship, and you're silently thinking in your heart, you're not saying it, but inside of your heart, you're saying, like, man, they hey. You know what, like, I'm understanding the doctor, I just wish that he's a wife. I don't even want to say the evil thoughts because I don't think that's how he's a mother. But you know the evil thoughts that's what I'm You know it. You're kind of casting evil thoughts towards other people's relationships, or towards other people's health, or finances, or their progressions. You're thinking things like, oh, they don't things that. How dare? I know how he used to be. He used to be a liar, a thief. Like how, like, how does he have that now? Anyway, let me continue on. Okay. It says, love does not be true. So this is the problem When you see other people doing things home, around you in your, your circle love, that you know are I'll offensive love. to God, how do you feel? Does it bother you, or do you partake in it? Do you celebrate people disaster Do you about Because according to the scripture, it says, love is not a choice." Anything that offends God is an issue. That's the bottom line. If it offends God, being that you are a child of God, it should offend you. If you are not offended, not offended that God is offended by, you should really ask yourself, how much time, am I in the Lord's presence? one what the things going to do is you have to remember that the Lord, he's loving, he's friendly, and he extends grace, but this is the thing, he also is holy, there is no iniquity found in you. So if you are a person who really walks with the Lord, but you rejoice in an iniquity, and you're seeing other people do things go around you, and it doesn't bother you, I'm, gonna think, I'm not talking about self-righteousness, it my not like, oh, she saw, oh my God, she my and with me, I'm saying, Look, other people down to expose them. I'm talking about I'm when you, you are, are celebrating and sharing things that you know are with God. You are that you know of good God. We should not rejoice in those things. If it has God, it should have been you Okay, continue on. more. But let's just say, when it's the George Floyd situation, right, we find out the truth, which like I say, unless you know the people in the situation, it's going to be subjective. It's not going to be objective, it's going to be subjective. Subjective meaning, you know all the variables. So anyway, um, when you find out the truth about the George Floyd situation, do you rejoice in the truth, or do you... A of the God. Because if you're a child of God and you really love God, and you're allowing God to make you a whole person, every time the truth is exposed, it should make you feel glad that God's truth is winning over the mind So compared to all feel of things. Wow. I know I gotta Right. You know, you know, but it says love of all things. Business is often have a very close relationship. The word suffering actually means slow to enter. How slow are you to anger, right? But when it comes to business, are you able to carry load that has been given to you with grace? What do I mean by that? What do you say? What I mean love. by that? Let's just say you have a at your child. And they're going through a situation at, at the home where they shift things with you. And the Lord gives you a burden to pray for that. He gives you a burden to pray to be Are you a loving person to be able to set you aside your own and desires to stand in a gap with someone who you may never see again someone who may never have to be able to affirm uh, you or give you money or work if there's nothing to finish with you are you able to bear the wait for someone who you may never see again okay <laughs> alright continuing on it says love for these all things hope all things endure all things for the second time, I'm going to touch that real quickly. But remember, I'm going to touch on each and every one of these throughout the of series of words detail. It says, Love believes all things. Are you able to believe God for someone else? Are you able to believe God for people you may never see again? Are you able to hope for other people to be successful? Are you able to endures situations and experiences that are self for God's love to be expressed to that person. For example, you have a child, and this child has a certain condition, and his mom how you do. You're a loving person. You don't have expectations for people trying to match you or you have this competition. You're loving people just because God loves you. Are you at that point yet? And if you are not at that point yet, remember to be okay. It's all right. You know, none of it, the, like, there are things that I struggle with. There are things that I battle with. Every day I'm trying to love my wife much more. Every day I'm trying to be a better employee, trying to be a better um, entrepreneur. Every day is a struggle. And it's only the grace of God that allows me to be able to even share these words with you, to be able to encourage you, to be able to affirm you, and let you know that even though you may not be at this moment yet, there are things I struggle with. And we are struggling together. God wants us to break through together. So it's okay. Like, nobody's hurting. There was no error in These are our measure. To measure after, after. Okay, alright, so we all done any of these messages. Woo! Jesus. Okay, so I'm going to conclude with this message. The myth that we keep up today is to have make a whole. That's the myth. You plus Jesus equals one unit. When you happen to be blessed with another person in the go back to Christ and become one again, I will see that again, one plus one equals two, one, that one is you, that two, the other one, is whoever you get into a relationship with, and that one plus one equals two, who so become one in Christ, now you as an individual, you have, you are not whole without God. You cannot be whole without God's presence. If you want to become a whole person, you have to understand that you, trust Christ, equals one unit. And when you happen to meet another person, you become two units. And as you walk with God, and learn more about each other, you go back to being one unit in Him. So there's a, there's a, (laughs) there's a turning together to go back to being trained again. I was touching this real quick when I was single, when I was a bachelor, there were certain things that I would just do because I was a bachelor, and I was doing I was there to do be it because I was a, a real I I life. Going back to being true. Even I my I was born with my We're going uh, to close out in prayer. Father God, I just want to thank you for allowing your word to go forth. Lord, I pray that you are able to use these words to bring healing, to bring revelation, to bring encouragement, uh, truth to everyone who has heard this. Lord, I pray that you are able to remind everyone that they are not alone, that they are Children. Help us to know that there are things that we see, but they have nothing to do with who we are. There are things that we hear, but they have nothing to do with who we are. So it help us to see that the only way to know who we really are is to see what God Jesus Christ. It's not about religion. It's about knowing who we are in you. It's about a relationship with the Creator. It's about knowing who else God is. Knowing who God is. It's about knowing you, you. All this stuff, it's about having all these notifications and professions, all these people celebrating us, None of that matters, Lord. If any of that stuff holds a pedestal or rests on a pedestal in our heart, Lord, I ask that you will get us back to putting you on a pedestal so that we may give us to experience, know, and share your love. I pray that for everyone in this message, including myself, remove any false idols from our life, even if it's a relationship or possession. Remove those things from the pedestal of our hearts so we may be of so that we may know what real love Someone is. That is my heart real love. God, for those of you on this conference call by, I, I thank you. I, I pray that God blesses you and that you remember that you are out.